Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the show. Happy May Day. This episode comes out on May 1st, 2022. I don't know that everyone really spends a lot of time celebrating May Day, but we did in my family growing up. I have talked about it before, but my mother made a point to really celebrate everything in our house. Really, my entire extended family did. St. Patrick's Day, St. Nick Night, all of those sorts of things were celebrations, were an opportunity to get together, to share things with people, to eat, do all those sorts of things. And May Day was no different. We would, my mom would get a bunch of treats together and we would make May baskets, which was usually something like a styrofoam cup or a solo cup and fill it full of like popcorn and licorice and candy and those sorts of things. And we would drive around Mason City, the north end of Mason City, where I grew up, where most of my family lived, my large, sprawling, extended family. And we would swing by the aunts and uncles and cousins' houses and drop off these May baskets. It was a really great experience. And I think... Celebrating those those little holidays, for me, part of it was growing up in a, an extended family that didn't always have a lot of money. We weren't an affluent group of people. You find ways to celebrate small things. Really, pretty much nobody in my family, including my immediate family and my extended family, it's not like there were a lot of people going on big vacations or living in big fancy houses, those sorts of things. But we found ways to be together and to celebrate and to enjoy the moments. My mother really instilled that in me, in my brothers. She still does that with us, with my kids. And I'm really grateful for that. So when I think of May Day, honestly, I don't do a lot of May Day stuff with my kids. They're a little bit older now, too, where some of those little things we used to do aren't as appealing, but I still try to find ways to just have special events. We'll do drive-in movie nights in our living room where we set a mattress on the floor and we set things up and we'll do the double feature movies and the cartoons, like the Looney Tunes cartoons to open the show as we get snacks and things out and we play a lot of games and set up challenges with each other all the time. And I think I really got that from growing up the way that I did where we were making our own fun. We weren't always looking for some big event or some trip or whatever. It was every day was an opportunity to enjoy time with each other and enjoy the event So I hope you have a great May Day. Now it's time for some good news. We're staying with our jujitsu adjacent organizations. And this week, the organization is Submit the Stigma. And that is always presented with a hashtag up front. I honestly don't know if they pronounce it that way. If they say hashtag submit the stigma, I was looking through everything online, but submit the stigma. 
Their website is submitthestigma.org. And this organization aims to make mental health as important as physical health in martial arts. The organization was founded by Erin Hurl. She is a jiu-jitsu practitioner, jiu-jitsu black belt. She was diagnosed with ADHD and generalized anxiety disorder and has suffered from bouts of depression. Found jiu-jitsu to be a way to help her manage her mental health. And as a, a boost and encouragement for her to seek additional help for her mental health. That's such an important thing. I like what this organization is doing. And I really like they have their core values posted right there on the website. I'm a big proponent of core values. I believe every individual should have core values. I think we should all have core values that are easily identifiable to us. If someone were to walk up to us on the street and ask, what are your core values? I think everyone should have an answer. That is the basis of who we are. And if we're clear about our values with ourselves, it makes it so much easier to make the difficult decisions of life and get through the obstacles of life. And their core values, a great set of values, are vulnerability, authenticity, empathy, community, integrity, and inclusiveness. A wonderful set of core values that really speak to submitting the stigma around mental health. Things have certainly gotten better with regards to stigma around mental health, but it's still not where it should be. There is still discomfort when talking about mental health. It's still scary for people to seek help and to talk about their struggles. So values like vulnerability and authenticity are perfect. The idea of empathy. Empathy is always a core value of mine because I think it's the greatest of human endeavors that we can try to see things from someone else's perspective, try to feel what they feel, even though that's, that's an impossible task. It should be the ultimate pursuit. Then things like community, integrity, inclusiveness. That really is a part of the jiu-jitsu community, the martial arts community in general. It's the best part of all of the experiences I've had in athletics. It's what I love about being in martial arts, being an athlete, being a coach. There is that community component to it. And I've found jiu-jitsu, martial arts, especially, to be very inclusive. There seems to be, and I'm sure not every gym is this way, I'm sure not every individual is this way, but for the most part, at least from my perspective, it seems to be a community of people who want everyone to succeed. That's why we can go on YouTube and find thousands of jujitsu instructional videos. People want to share information. They want to elevate other people. 
there kind of is this feeling that the high tide raises all ships. And I know at the jiu-jitsu gym where I train, I know speaking to a lot of other people where they train, it doesn't matter race, gender, orientation, creed, any belief system, body type, build, any of those things, somebody shows up, even in a gym that's tough and people go hard, there is an encouragement there, there's a sense of community there, a sense of camaraderie. So I think this is a, it's a great platform and a great place to talk about mental health. You can help submit the stigma by applying to be an ambassador, by donating, by attending the different workshops, seminars, things that they have. That is submit the stigma at submitthestigma.org. We've got family time 106 this week. We're talking about appreciation. This falls under our relationship skills, social emotional learning standard. And we're nearing the end of our school year. This episode comes out May 1st. And May in a school setting is kind of this mad dash, mad dash to fit everything in and get everything done. And it's a fun time. It's an exciting time. It can be a stressful time. And it's an important time to look back, reflect, and I think share our appreciation. Last week, we talked about reflecting on our goals for the year. And anytime there's some sort of end point, like there is in a school year or an athletic season, it's good to look back and share a little gratitude. I think it's important to do that at the end of every day. I try to spend a little time at the end of each day thinking about the things for which I am grateful. It's good to do something like a gratitude journal. I've done different things like that before. So I want all of you to think about a meaningful relationship you've had this year. Could be with a friend, could be with a teacher, a parent, a guardian, anyone where you've had a meaningful relationship and I want you to share some appreciation and some positivity with that person, whatever that means to you. We've done thank you notes and things before in class, but I just want you to take the time to share a little appreciation. All of us get help from someone at some point. That's an okay thing. That's a good thing. One of the best things that we can do for other people is just be there for them, support them. And we're all helped by people. The idea of the person who pulls himself or herself up by the bootstraps and is a self-made individual is kind of a myth. I am very much a supporter of that type of mentality that even if things are bad, even if I've been dealt a bad hand that I am going to overcome and I'm going to be self-reliant in many ways. But we have to recognize that 
even in the worst situations, we've probably received something from someone else. I think of people I've talked to who've had a, a very difficult childhood, who didn't have a lot of support from parents or family members. And they maybe don't have a lot to be thankful for because they had a lack of support growing up. But at the very least, the very minimal, someone, when they were really young, kept them alive until they could start doing things for themselves. That's, that's, believe me, I understand, that's baseline minimum. But if we can start to be grateful for even those sorts of things. I know I try to be grateful for broken relationships that I've had, challenges that I've had. Try to be grateful for even that person's time in my life. Even when I don't want to continue a relationship with that person. When I recognize that it's better to not have that individual in my immediate circle. To not have that individual in my life. I can still be appreciative for the lessons learned. And for the opportunity to grow. That's, that's the power of gratitude, the power of appreciation. It does let us become more self-reliant. It does give us strength when we can find something to appreciate, even in the challenges, even in the hardships. In every challenge, I think we can find something for which we are grateful, and then we can set aside the rest. We can cut away those things that might drag us down and don't empower us. And that's all we're really doing this week. Thinking back on this school year particularly, but just about our lives and the meaningful relationships we have. I am so grateful for the many meaningful relationships that I have in my life. My children. That's my number one relationship the one I try to spend most of my time and effort on. But my students and my athletes, that's one thing I try to say in my gratitudes every day is I'm so thankful for my students and my athletes. I get to work with great young people all the time. I'm very appreciative for the teachers, administrators, staff members who work in my school district. I feel very fortunate to have the school district I have where for the most part, we're pulling in the same direction and trying to do whatever is best for kids, even when it's difficult. I'm grateful for my community, the small rural community in which I live that tries to support each other, that supports the things we do in our school, academically, athletically, artistically, all of the extracurriculars. I'm grateful for my family. So lucky to have had my whole life and continue to have wonderful, amazing parents. To have two brothers who, maybe even though we fought some when we were younger, have grown up to be my best friends. Not everybody gets that. Very, very thankful for that. I'm thankful for my entire circle of friends. Everyone that I've had in my life at different times. Even friends that I haven't talked to for a long time who... 
I know have my back. For the people I get to work out with, train with, and martial arts, the people I get to work with, coaching, all of those sorts of things. I'm very appreciative for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, and I could go on and on. And all I want my students to do this week, all I want you to do this week, is try to pick somebody out, at least one, and share that appreciation. Because I think most of us, hopefully, have at least one relationship like that, one relationship that fills our cup a little bit, that elevates us. And we don't always share that appreciation. And at the end of the school year, when people are busy and people are stressed, we could use that reminder for ourselves and to give that incredible gift to someone else of genuine appreciation. My blog post this week is dots. There's a method for creating a two-dimensional image that requires a repetition of dots. When using something like ink, it's often called stippling. And in painting, it's generally referred to as pointillism. In the basic sense of stippling, we're just using black ink. We repeat a series of dots. The closer the dots are together, and the more dots there are, the darker the image is. The more space in between the dots and the fewer dots, the lighter the image is. If we're doing black ink on white paper or something like that. And that's how we start to create the effect of the gradient shading that we we might use charcoal or pencil or something else to, to create an actual gradient. We're doing this all with dots. It's a cool effect. It's time consuming. It can be kind of painstaking. But it's really cool because as we're doing each individual dot, a single dot doesn't seem to make a big difference. But if we continue to repeat the dots over and over again, and then we zoom out from the image, from the piece of paper, we start to see the big picture. We start to get a sense of what the image is. This is similar method is called pointillism in painting. One of the most famous examples of this is Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte by Georges Seurat. If you're unfamiliar with the painting, you might be familiar with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The painting is highlighted in that movie. They're standing right up next to it, and they do a good job of illustrating the effect of pointillism where the camera is zoomed in close on the painting, and it just looks like dots, all these different colors dotted onto the canvas. Then it zooms out, and the image becomes more clear. It's a group of people sort of enjoying an afternoon in the park, sitting on the grass. I really, I like the method. I think it's interesting. It's really not my favorite method for creating a piece of art myself. I have used it before. I really appreciate when students want to 
utilize the method because it takes a lot of hard work. But it's a great, great example of how life works. Life is all these little dots. It's all these little decisions we make every day, most of which don't seem to make much difference individually. But when we zoom out, when we take a step back, we look at the big picture, we realize all those dots added up to our life, our current existence. Every little decision, every little turn we've taken, every obstacle, every stroke of good fortune, those were all dots that create the picture. And we can create our own picture by utilizing the power of the dot. In anything we want to do, any goal we want to accomplish, we just have to start working. We just have to start putting those dots together. If we want to get in shape, one little workout, one little exercise, that's the first dot. We're not going to see an immediate result. It's not going to change the way we look or change the way we feel immediately. We start putting the dots together. We trust the process. Then we can change the picture. We can create the picture we want for our lives. There is great power in recognizing that an individual action may not seem significant, but that is its power. We can do little things over and over again to get big results, to make big changes. We just have to remember that all of it, it's just dots. This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by flowers. Flowers are pretty cool. When I was younger, I don't think I appreciated flowers, but I like them. It's neat that just stuff in nature grows like a flower. It's just pretty. They often smell good. Like, what a great deal. I was just thinking of it because in my yard, which needs a lot of work, we have these purple pretty flowers. I don't know what they are. It's one of those things, too, that guess I'm not fascinated enough by flowers to really do a deep dive and learn a lot about them. I just think they're pretty. And I like that they start popping up in the springtime around here. Here in Iowa, we have not had much of a spring by way of good weather returning. It's been wet and cold and windy. But... I am reminded that spring, if not here in in the weather we're getting, is coming. That there is a spring. That there is always in life a sense of rebirth and renewal. It's one of the things I do like about seasons, living in the Midwest. The same thing I've talked about with a school year is there's... There's this cyclical nature of things. 
where there are times where the weather is not good and it's cold and it's harsh, but then the grass comes back and the leaves return and the gardens grow and the flowers bloom. And I have these pretty purple flowers outside my house that were here, presumably planted by someone next to my house, before my kids and I owned it. And they've kind of spread a little bit. I don't know if the the winds and the wet weather have encouraged it this year, but they've kind of spread out into my yard a little bit. And I'm just kind of leaving them for now. I will eventually mow my yard and just leave the ones by the house. But it's nice to see the flowers. It's a reminder that spring is coming. Summer is coming. Good weather will return. On that note, I'd like to thank you all for joining me for another episode of the podcast. As always, you can reach out to me through Luke Nielsen Media on most of the socials, LukeNielsen.com, LukeNielsenMedia at Gmail. Also give a little plug here quickly. I've been featuring some jujitsu connected organizations for our good news topics lately. One that we featured recently was Tap Cancer Out. They're an organization that hosts tournaments and events to raise money for cancer research and to combat cancer. And Mickey, my son, and I just signed up for a tournament, a Tap Cancer Out tournament that will be up in Minneapolis in June. We are going to be attending with several other Wonderful people from the gym where we train, Tsunami Flow and Jiu-Jitsu. It is a fundraising event, so I'm going to post this on the socials. But if anyone is interested in contributing, all the money goes to Tap Cancer Out. But anyone who enters the tournament then has a individual page and ours is in conjunction with our team people can go and donate to tap cancer out i will post the links to our tap cancer out donation page if anyone is interesting in supporting the cause until next time love yourself love each other love the fight